Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. How excited are you? I am very excited to be here with you tonight that we could finally make it happen. Oh yes, yeah, it has been a while. It has been But a while. our listeners are not going to know, so... Well, Aaron might complain, but, you know... But he's going to love this one. Oh, he, he will is. love it. He is. Yeah. Because you're going to quote directly from his email, right? No, 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 no. no. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, just no, kidding. We're, we're still we, we talking will, about parenting. Actually, and, and uh, if you write us an email, in any case, we will not quote... And uh, call your name out or something like that. So be assured. only if you're, we are allowed to. I mean, if you specifically yeah, tell us, course, we can mention you. Of course, and we'll ask then you it's beforehand. Fine. Yeah, yeah, because some people might even want it. I mean, it's great mm -hmm. to get a shout out sometimes. You know. Yep. Okay, this one is about Pamela Druckerman or Druckerman. Well, when you said the first time, I was kind of excited. Now I'm kind of who? Pamela. Druckermann. I, it's Druckermann. a German name, actually, but she's American. So, mm -hmm. Pamela, you should call yourself Druckermann. Druckermann. Yeah? Okay. That's the proper name, the proper way the proper to pronounce English. your name. Okay. <laughs> We're just telling you, okay? So, what did Frau Druckermann say? <laughs> she's an author. Um, I think she's been, I don't know, for the Huffington Post or whatever. I don't know, for some famous American newspaper she's been writing. And she wrote a book. Mm. And as far as I know, it's even been translated into German. It is. Yeah. The name is, mm -hmm. Warum französische Kinder keine Nervensägen sind. Well, since she is an American, I guess it has been written in English first, right? Yes. And it, it was called like Raising Bebe or something like that. What? The German title is much better. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Okay. Okay. Raising, Raising Bebe. Yeah, that's great, I know. Okay. Horrible, horrible title. French, But, favorite language yeah, French. ever. But she's been... So can you please translate the German uh, for, for everyone? Why French kids don't are not bothering brats. Okay. Nervensägen, how would you translate that? Why they just don't bother having... No, actually, uh, bothering brats would work. Bothering brats, whatever. Okay, and uh, she's been... She's a an American married to an English guy, and they were they lived in Paris for quite some time. Wow! And she um, she noticed that her children were the worst behaved children in Paris. Like when they would go to a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. Her youngest, I mean, they have three children, mm -hmm. and her youngest, she was like one and a half years old or whatever, and she would throw around with food. In the restaurant, mm. which we probably would consider normal for kids that age. Can happen, yeah. And she herself also thought that's kind of normal, but she felt very stressed out by this, mm -hmm. especially when being in the restaurant. And then she found out that her child at that age, she was the only one compared to the French people that would do such a thing. Like the French babies, they wouldn't do that. And they would be even patient enough to have a three-course meal. Mm -hmm. You know, with salad and main... We'll be talking about the white French population then, I guess? Paris. Yes. I think. I, that, well, it's Paris in restaurants. Okay. It's probably not going to be the cheap people. I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. 
don't know either. Okay, and first she thought, you know, maybe um, maybe her child is like the most temperamental child there is mm. compared to those other French kids, whatever. But then she started having these conversations with other mothers, with psychologists and doctors, since she's a journalist, so she has all those connections. And then she would find out that they have a different style of parenting. Mm-hmm. A style of parenting that many Germans and Americans probably would consider to be authoritarian. Mm-hmm. That's the right way to say it, right? I guess so. Like parenting with some authority behind it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you would teach your kids from early age on how to behave correctly. Mm-hmm. And then some of the points that she's mentioning is that those babies, they would sleep through the night very early on. Uh, there is no kid's menu. They would eat anything. They would even eat snails and those other weird French things, stuff. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids don't throw tantrums. They're nice and calm. They eat pretty much anything. The fridge belongs to the adults. The kid doesn't just take something and grab something in between. They don't interrupt their parents. They stick to their yes and to their no. I guess the parents do. No discussion. There's no discussions with a parent. And um, yeah, they even make cake with their kids. Those are some of the ten- uh, things. And um, I just wanted to talk to some of no, the parents. No, no, no. Just, with you. just let me get this right. Because what, what I know about raising kids in France is basically when they become like three months old, you give them away as yes. soon as possible to the experts in child raising. Wait a second, I just have to add something because I've also heard uh, another book review from somebody else who also mentioned, you know, she's actually not really talking about French kids. I mean, she cannot say it's French kids when she's only been in Paris all the time. Yeah, because it's and also kids. been Yeah, it's, it's Parisian kids. She couldn't talk for all the French. I mean, mm-hmm. something we also couldn't do, like for all Germans, how can we say that? Mm-hmm. And... Yes, that's also what I know, that kids, they get into child care quite early on. Mm-hmm. And also that they have a quite high divorce rate and also women are, have a high depression rate as well. Probably. But those are the things that she's not looking they, into. I mean, she's looking into the positive things. I, I just read that they still have more kids than Germans have. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. And... Um, but I still think we can learn from her. I mean, there are some great things in there as well. Um, like one of the things that she says that are very, um, like in the base, fundamental, mm-hmm. is the idea of how they approach parenthood by, them, by itself. Because in America, and I think also to in a part in Germany as well, it's when you expect a child quite early on, it's, everything is all just about the pregnancy and the child. And you want to... Oh, your life's you, gonna you, change. Yes, and, and you very much you uh, you care a lot about the nutrition, so it's best for the child. What kind of um, you start reading supplements? Are you going? Yes, exactly. You becoming a pro at parenting. Basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of information, and that's something that the French parent or the Parisian don't really have. Uh, their life still continues. I mean, they have careers most of the time, and the child is just like a side, side mm-hmm. thing, and women they're also not so concerned about the pregnancy i mean they get some advice from the doctor but it's not about you're gonna have to eat this and this and this and avoid those and those and those things there are just a few basic rules that they would have to follow but nothing else Mm -hmm. and uh, also 
when the kid is born, she made the observation that in America, probably also in Germany, pretty much everything is just about the child. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, in in France, they <laughs> she even says something about, um, and now I just have to make a, um, I just have to make a disclaimer. Um, there's some language, not for little children. So French women, they still stay sexy. They don't gain a lot of weight. And after the kid, I mean, they wouldn't allow themselves to eat a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because they know it's just a child. I mean, it's it's not a real interruption in their life. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And afterwards, they would still stay sexually active. And in their pregnancy magazines, they even have different positions as the how to handle a pregnant guy. woman. Yeah. Okay. How to still continue being a sexy woman. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. My my picture of French women is also, also it's, it's very much about outer appearance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm right. I might be totally wrong. Maybe some French people are going to speak to us and, and write to us. Yeah, about that. I don't think that's going to happen soon, but um, let's be surprised, I guess. Yeah, why not? And... Yeah, and then uh, also is when they talk about little babies. When in Germany, I'd say I'd also say I agree that we are also talking a lot about how the child is. Like, is the kid still already sleeping through the night or not? That's a big topic in America. That's the same as well. Mm-hmm. But in France, they teach their kids to sleep through the night quite early on. Like with one month in Paris. I don't know, a few months. No, they say like three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the normal, normal yeah, see whatever. They give them away, the kid. Yeah, and that's is something that she doesn't talk about at all, as far as I know. But that is the main Pamela. point, actually. Give your kid to childcare as soon as possible. Okay. Um, Which changes everything. Let's now, let's praise the Parisian people about their great parenting style right now. You know, I, I'm, when I'm they have their children, they might give the, their kids to experts or to pros who deal in uh, education all the time, you know, childcare. And the parents <coughs> pick them up at night, maybe they do a little bit like that because they work really late and they just seem like one or two hours a day. So, yeah, but I guess when if she's been talking about, she has been talking to many parents mm-hmm. there. I guess she was asking them about how they deal with their kid and not how the child care, child care provider is dealing with her their kid. Yeah, but, but them dealing with the kid is like a minority of the time during a day. Yeah. So, I don't know. doesn't matter. Maybe in this few window of time, they're doing a much better job than other parents are. Or maybe the child care is actually doing a good job. Yeah, or that. I mean, I mean if it cannot... is a good job that the kids are, um, you know, calm and quiet. And, yeah. Don't know. I mean, I still think there is some value to take from there. Um, they're sleeping through the night quite early on. One of the reasons that she's giving them is that parents, they wouldn't easily rush in and give a bottle to the baby. I mean, this is something I have been stressed with a little bit as well. Like, I would have been told how many hours a, a kid can go without a meal. You know, mm-hmm. you'd have like certain hours of time and then you would have to even wake the baby sometimes. 
if the kid's not flourishing enough, not gaining enough weight. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's the, something the with weight, our last one. Weight gain. Was oh yeah, the really weight gain thing was thing, yeah. a stressful factor yeah. with our youngest. Yeah. I mean, then, stressed by our nurse, right? Our, yeah, our yeah, yeah. And then she was also nurse. telling like, if she doesn't gain weight, um, this much weight up till to the next time, then we right. would have to go a certain uh, specialist or whatever. <sighs> and that's something I really wanted to avoid, and so I also got stressed by this. Yeah, of course, it becomes a science. Yeah, and now. And, and also, I know about other German mothers as well, that they would stress sometimes if the kid would sleep through the night, mm -hmm. like too much through the night, and they were worrying, should I wake the kid? Because it's gonna, I don't know, starve, starve, starve to death immediately, whatever. Nope. This is something the French don't have, apparently. Mm -hmm. They And they also wouldn't react immediately when the kid is fussing around a little bit. Mm -hmm. They have this... As she talks about this, um, I don't know, like pause or whatever. I, I, I couldn't find it immediately. Mm -hmm. They have this pause rule or whatever. Okay. You would wait for, I don't know, for five minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And to see if it's a real urgent matter to the baby or not. Because sometimes they just make noises. Mm -hmm. And many of them you don't really have to react to because it's not a real urgent matter. Mm -hmm. And by not reacting immediately all the time. Mm -hmm. The kid learns to soothe itself more easily, okay. which makes sense. Yeah. This is just something we didn't experience so much because our kids they would scream quite loudly quite early on. From the actual very beginning. Yeah, because I, sometimes I was wondering why some parents would react to their kids' little noises because I wouldn't react to that either. I was like... The kid's not screaming out of his, you know, he's yeah. not turning red and blue yet. Mm. What our kids did quite early on, like yeah. immediately, yeah. pretty much. And therefore, I was like, why do you stress out? It's just fussing a little bit. But well, I, I understand if the kid usually doesn't make any noises, mm. then they react a little bit too quickly sometimes, I guess. Well, and then... Um, Also about the eating thing. She says, <clears throat> the Parisian kids, they get taught early on that there is no snacks in between. They only have their normal meals. Mm -hmm. And I guess they also have the coffee time in the, like in the middle of the afternoon or something. Because she uh, keeps praising the way how they would make cakes, bake cakes with their kids together. The kids would help in the kitchen and also they would celebrate food more because the kids, um, this they, they get involved totally, much this more. This is what I witnessed and this is what I experienced as well. My, yeah. Um, exchanges that I had with the French culture. I had exchange student once yeah. and I know uh, meals were always a big thing and a big, lively, happy thing. Nice. And it was not only, you know, sit down, take food, get off and that's it. Uh, yeah. it, it was like at least an hour every day and you wow. would talk and you would exchange things and yeah, you would have th like three courses for a normal uh, was it a dinner or lunch I cannot really remember Probably on weekends dinner, it was a I lunch and uh, during the uh, lunch weekdays, weekdays yeah during weekdays was dinner yeah. uh, but, but just the um, kind of habit you know of sitting together um, it was celebrated definitely And it's and a by, part of by the way, it's a predictor. Like I've heard about several studies mm -hmm. that this is a big predictor for kids to have 
less problems later in life with being a criminal or whatever. I mean, like having these nice meals together, mm -hmm. it's probably a sign for that there is a family, that they have rules, mm -hmm. that they, um, you, you know, because then it's, it's not just about the food and having it together. It's about spending, the, time, together. spending time together, having and also learning empathy. Yeah. That's one of the big ones, you know. And when prepping food together, mm -hmm. of course the kids are going to be, um, for one, they're going to be more confident that they are learning skills as well. They're contributing mm -hmm. to the family life itself as well. They learn quite a bit about how to prep food and whatever and what's a good onion or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they're probably going to eat it more appreciatively. Which I think, yeah. yeah, so that's a good one. And they also don't; they would never give uh, snacks, so the kids would get more hungry at meal times, and they would be more willing to actually mm. eat of all the different foods that they're being food. offered. Yeah, that's the cake thing. Oh yes, and when the kids say, uh, and the parents, they apparently they say more often the word yes and no. The example that she was uh, giving is when the kid wants to have a chocolate cookie or whatever, mm -hmm. and you don't want the kid to have a chocolate cookie, you would maybe offer an apple instead. Just to say, you're not, you don't want to say no. So you say, hey, how about an apple or a carrot? Mm -hmm. And yes, that's me too. I'm doing that too. I, like many times I'm not just saying no. There is no nothing until dinner, whatever. Okay. So yes, I can learn from this. <laughs> but but the, the the point was um, kids behave better or what? yeah, they behave better because maybe they learn to accept a no more early earlier because the wait wait so the French do they say no yeah more they say it more often. They than, say no more often. Yes, instead of um, and they don't negotiate with the kid. Oh, you know? So instead of offering something else, they just yes. say no. Exactly. Oh, okay. Now you know? I got it. Yeah. They wouldn't offer something else. Yeah. You know? Okay. No, this they is what we say, do. Yeah. 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 I mean, you are. <laughs> you are the better French person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that is a compliment, but please refrain from saying that in the future. Thank you so much. Okay, let um, me just insert something about you and the French in here. No, please We don't. shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. We love all French people. We, uh, I just don't enjoy the French language. That's basically the sum up of it all. I, I think French sounds good on women, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, about saying no, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, they know better how to say no. Yeah, and stick to it. I think that's a valid point. Uh, a valid point. Um, yeah, it's a good to, one to, to consider. Um, that you just say, uh, you just simply state this is no. Um, if the kid asks, you can give an explanation because one thing that I really didn't enjoy um, when I was raised was basically that I got answers like why should I do this? I didn't get any answer to a why no explanation yeah no explanation when because I, I said so yeah exactly kind of and when when you're like 15 16 that doesn't really you know oh yeah that doesn't really give you uh, confidence or that doesn't really give you um 
you don't respect your parents respect or like or, yeah okay that's <clears throat> the easy way out kind of you know yeah you lose respect in a way uh, and you lose the the I guess will to discuss uh, or to treat the other um, as an adult as well yeah, basically yeah. you lose that at some point and just say yeah well, okay that's how he is and so I, I actually if there's a why involved and I haven't given the explanation like two three times already um, then I'm, I'm always open for to discuss uh, why the no is a no yeah yeah and to explain it But if it's a mundane thing or if it's the same question repeated over and over, a no can, yeah, we, we know that example, um, uh, you can just stick with a no, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really wondering if this is, um, if we would have been more strict, if we really could have avoided all the tantrums. Hmm. This is, I don't know, because so many times we didn't even say yes or no, whatever, there was no apparent reason no. whatsoever no. it was like out of the blue not nowadays with oh our, would you have with our smallest and uh, by the way yeah yeah with our littlest way yeah and yeah, there's just something she's that... not talking about spanking at all no no it's just uh the parent is authoritative in a sense saying yes or no whatever yeah I, i'm just yeah but you can just, I, actually, actually ask her some questions sometimes with this one you can cut it short with just saying no yeah um because you know it's gonna end up anyway in her and screaming all the, a, a tantrum yeah. and it, it kind of she falls into the same pattern over and over again and it kind of is hard to get her out of that starts in the morning with certain things and uh it adds up it adds up until she well explodes yeah and i, I also have made have made the um observation that it doesn't matter if you're strict If you're saying, like, mm -hmm. no, how you would handle her most of the time. Or if you're trying to negotiate and... No, because she's, she's going to end up screaming and you're going to... It doesn't matter at all. No. And you can either go along and play that game until, well, she finally goes up. Yeah, but plays. I was like, <laughs> or, if, or Pamela just, Druckermann, yeah. if you're listening, please, can you tell us? You know, <laughs> I'd like to know. There's no point to interrupt, basically. You can play along for a while or just... You know, say, well, it's going to end there. I'm going to cut Anyways, this whole yeah, thing just, short. Just say no. She's going to scream. And let her have her two, three minutes screaming, and then she's back to normal. For a short time. Yeah, yeah. until she comes back from kindergarten. Well, I don't know. Um, oh, the next one is they don't interrupt their parents. Hmm. This is something that can actually work better today like mm -hmm. like not for the youngest mm -hmm. but i'm talking about the other kids mm -hmm. and that we keep telling them mm -hmm. that they have to wait with their issue yeah. when we're talking and i loved how our daughter she would raise her hand she like would like, like show us yes i want to talk but like i have to class. wait so yeah. i'll have to wait until you tell and this is something i was like yeah i like that she probably got told in class too <laughs> so. I'm sure of that she's probably not the only one she also has noticed like other kids they also have to wait until they yeah. can talk and this is something I mean I would love if all the kids would be like that always be waiting before they can interrupt and this is something that the, the Parisian parents they have it very much like that they have these 
adult times and the kids times. And that's something apparently that the kids get taught early on, that they have certain times with the kid. They would even spend it actively and qualitatively with their kid, play with them, bake the cake or whatever. And then at a certain time, they would say, you know, now it's grown up time. And I don't know if the grown-up time already starts when it's like early evening, whatever, or when they have to go to bed and then they cannot interrupt it. This is something that helps us a lot. Late as well. I mean, our grown-up time starts when whenever the kids are in bed, basically. Yeah. Basically, in a sense. But we also have we have other times as well where we don't get interrupted all the time either. I mean, it's because kids. We wouldn't say it's grown-up time in that sense, but they're learning not to interrupt so much anymore, and they also know, um, you know, after bedtime, Mm. that's it. That they cannot come down anymore. I mean, even if they are not. Uh, sleepy yet they still can spend some time in the bedroom mm. for example I mean the boys they can but they're not allowed to go down or whatever yep. and have to stay up there and this is something that helps a lot it does I mean this is something that was very stressful for me when the kids were younger and we didn't have like the strict bedtimes yet mm. and after that changed I mean that has been a big change yeah Big change for us as well. Quality of life, you get it back. And this is something that she talks about as well. She says that many American parents, they're much more unhappy after getting kids than they were before. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is, like, everything is just about the child after the child is born, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've noticed ourselves as well, mm-hmm. that we also felt like it's just about the children most of the time. And I think for a certain period of time, it's supposed to be more about the children, especially when they're very young. Yeah. But then they also have to learn to how to be alone. Go more into the background. <laughs> Fade into the background. Fade into well, the background. <laughs> it's not that, not that harsh, no. but, but um, whether or yeah, not the center but they're just of a the part f- of the family, they are not the family center. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that they have to take get in line. <laughs> get in line wait for their turn you yeah. know yeah. draw a number yeah oh and then there is an, another point that was kind of funny she noticed like how in America when you go to the play, playground and we have had like um, a whole episode about playgrounds and different parents there as well yeah and she noticed as well that there is many parents who would immediately rush to help their kid as soon as they have a little problem, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, or even the parents would like co-play with their kid mm-hmm. right next to them, yeah. which she found to be weird. Um, in I Paris, I mean, she would never... Yeah, I don't enjoy that as well, to be honest. I, me neither. And we only did that when up until the kid was like two or three or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise they wouldn't go anywhere without us. Uh, they would just stick to our leg in a yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but then it got better. Um, and I don't know if the French pa- parents, say they are doing it right from the beginning, like kick your kid away and just do your thing, whatever. Well, she just noticed that at some point she was at the playground and there was some women even whipping out a bottle of wine and talking with each other while the kids were doing their thing. Yeah. They have... They're mommy time, and the kids are 
playing somewhere else. Yeah. That surely works. Yeah, it does work. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun analogy. So you like the part with the wine bottle, right? Oh, yes, I loved it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be in it. <laughs> okay, we're not moving to France, though. Yeah, we're not. Maybe But they have the same in Spain. But this is, uh, when I go to the playground, I mean, I also just love when they're just doing their thing and I can sit on the bench and... Listen to your podcast. Or look into my cell phone or whatever. Yeah. You know, and sometimes talk to other women as well, like some other mothers sometimes, but mm. yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know about French people going to the um, playground, to be honest. I was always thinking those yeah, are but the, you were the paid teenager caretaker. When you were there. Hmm? Those are the, the paid caretaker. Yeah, probably. Depends I don't if know. it's during but, the but week or But she's probably talking about the weekend stuff. I mean, it yeah. sounds very much like she was working or doing some kind of work most of the time as well. Yeah. So she would spend the time in the evenings or whatever or on the weekends with other parents Maybe. as well, I guess. Maybe. Um, yeah, wait a second. Oh, yeah, and then at some other point, she says something about um, when she asks French parents what they want for their children. Like American parents, most of the time they would say they want their kid to be happy. Yeah. Which she thinks is a horrible goal. If you want your child to be happy, that's something you don't really have. Um, wait a second. I'm just going to have to look it up later again. And just come back to what she says about French people. When I ask French parents what they want most for their children, they say things like, to feel comfortable in their own skin, and to find their path in the world. They want their kids to develop their own tastes and opinions. In fact, French parents worry if their kids are too docile, mm. docile, whatever, docile. docile. They want them to have character. And that's also why they um, don't worry too much about the kids falling down the slide or whatever, or um, the baby not being able to flourish without having every three hours a bottle of milk or whatever. They trust their kids to have some resi- resilience and to be able to endure some uncomfortableness mm-hmm. or some, you know. And this, I think, is a very good point. Because if you want your, your kid to be happy all the yeah, time, that's going to be so exhausting. Yeah, you don't want to smother them, I guess, yeah. And how is that That's going to be possible? Because some things they're going to be very, like our son who hates homework, for example, mm-hmm. we're not going to make him happy all the time and say, oh, you know what, you're not going to have to do your homework. I mean, he still has to do it. Mm-hmm. And they have to be able to endure some things and have some un- uncomfortable things in their lives. Right? True. Oh, yeah. And then she also says, the French believe that kids will feel confident when they're able to do things for themselves and do those things well. After children have learned to talk, adults don't praise them for saying just anything. They praise them for saying interesting things and for speaking well. I mean, this is something we also don't praise them for. Hey, you said a great sentence. Well, we did do that actually to be honest yeah but there are not just for anything no 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 for anything but but if he like um, I know our second son if he put himself well we we paused a moment and said you said that very well son 
That sentence was very well structured. It has a, was me, well put. Yeah, well, sometimes you have interesting grammatical ways of expressing putting yourself. A, yeah, expressing yeah and, and we stop and yeah. we uh, appreciate that and tell them that that was uh, geniusly done. Yeah, but we don't praise him for just saying anything. Of course. I mean, th those are things where they are exceptional. Yeah. They are of course. Once, something special, once we notice, sense, you know. Yeah, but 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 we do that as well. Yeah. Or well, like 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 when our oldest came down and asked, you know, what can I do when I have the situation with my brother all the time? Um, how can I stop the cycle of um, well bothering each other? Yeah. And and then he opened up and like asked us for advice, and uh, we said, well, we appreciate that. Let me just read the next one to you. Yet the French have managed to be involved without becoming obsessive. They assume that even good parents aren't at the constant service of their children and that there is no need to feel guilty about this. For me, the evenings are for the parents, one Parisian mother tells me. My daughter can be with us if she wants, but it's adult time. Yeah. I mean, this is something we would agree on as well. Yeah, but when we put but the kitchen, actually, kids to bed, they stay away. They're not adult. Oh. Yeah, they're not allowed to be there and <laughs> True. spend adult time. I mean, there yeah. would be, no. Mm -hmm. We are more strict in this <laughs> matter. No, we know it wouldn't work if the kids were like allowed to be running around, especially the smaller ones. They wouldn't just obey that rule, so it's easier just, just to put them to sleep. Well, easier. I think it's, it's easier well, it's for like them a, as well. I'm, I'm talking about our uh, other daughter. I mean, sometimes she would be, you could tell her, you know what, you can do this, but only if you do that. Yeah. And then you would have to follow through with the consequence if she doesn't obey. But still, she would be more willing to do so. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, the next one is about autonomy. Mm. Autonomy is something fundamental that your child needs. Françoise Dolto said <laughs> that by age six, a child should be able to do everything at home that concerns him. I would like to know um, if the child has to cook for himself and... I don't know, he should like make himself with, food. Yeah, make like the sandwiches for school, whatever. Wash the clothes. Yeah, that would yeah include quite a bit. I mean, it involves a lot. So, well, he didn't spec specify here, here, but I think the idea of having your kid learn quite a bit from early on how to take care of themselves is a good one. In theory, yeah, in theory it is definitely, but in practice, I you know, guess. it works well, for lacking. the you know the family that we know with five children apparently their kids they're doing like all their sandwiches by themselves mm. i mean i think she's helping a little bit like she's putting all the stuff on the table and then the kids are doing it for themselves Still. and um there there's quite a few more things that they're doing on their own like they're more atomical autonomous or, autonomous than <laughs> our kids are I'd Definitely. say, yeah. Um, I mean, we still have to remind them to bring their sports gear and everything. So, in that regard, yeah, but we don't really have to remind them. You know, they have to carry the consequences. 
Yeah, probably not. But often enough, they just just leave without all their stuff in their bags. But you know, the funny thing is, like, I, I mean, we, we actually we can't. We tried it a couple of times, but like our second son, we tried that he should, you know, pick the stuff or his food and his drink from the fridge and put it into his backpack. It never worked. Yeah, it never did. It never did. Yeah, but he's also not. He's not going to starve if he doesn't take his stuff. True, but the consequence is we are doing that for him. Right, so you are. Yeah, but I shouldn't have to, right? Yeah, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, and and maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess my mom did it all the time as well. Yes, and you know what? And she keeps telling me as mm -hmm. well that I should do more stuff for the kids. Yeah, and I kind of not agree with that. And she has only had one child. I mean, exactly. now she's telling me that exactly. I should take care of everything. Like. Yeah. I don't know. There was some other time where um, one of the sons forgot. I, like they, they forgot just some gloves or whatever. And yeah, I, because, I think it probably was yeah, something about something clothes or whatever. Clothing. Yeah. And then of it's course she was related to clothing. Yeah, and she would yammer me all about like you really have to tell them they're too young. They can't do it. Do what? I think about yeah, stuff. yeah. I have to remind them all the yeah. time. Ten she, years old. She would I think tell you me. can. Maybe we should go on that route again, and um, you know. Let them do their own stuff. Yeah, at least a little bit. Pamela has a point. Pamela has She a does. good point. Well, yeah. all the Paris women have a good point. <laughs> Couples, I guess, have a good point. Yeah, we should definitely try and do that. Let's do that. Yeah. And let it be known, hence, on this podcast, forth, that uh, we will try and not get our, you know, everything done for our sons in the morning, but they rather put their stuff, their stuff. in their backpack themselves. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I just have to put like name tags on those things that, that they know. Yeah, but they can manage between green and blue, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to do a little bit more. Um, and then there's one fun one Yeah, it's French more, and yeah. it's fun. Wait a second, she says mm -hmm. something like, "When I tell her, and I don't know what who she, her, who's her, I don't know. No, I just wrote the quote. When I tell her about the expression milf, mom, I'd like to be a friend uh, too. Yeah, <laughs> she thinks it's hilarious. Ah, the French woman says it's hilarious. There's no French language equivalent in France. There is no priori reason." Priori reason? How do you pronounce Prior it? Prior reason? Priori reason. I don't know. Prior reason? No, priori. That's how you write it. Uh, priori reason. <laughs> why a woman wouldn't be sexy just because she happens to have children. It's not uncommon to hear a Frenchman say that being a mother gives a woman an appealing air of plentitude, happiness, and fullness of spirit. Like French women, they get even more attractive after having children. Well, some Germans do too. Okay. <laughs> Looking at one right now. Thank you very much. So. But I, I guess yeah. Yeah, but you know, just viewing becoming a mother as a license to letting yourself go no it, it, no no, no. It, it starts That's, way earlier it starts when you become a wife and you decide to go all yeah okay i'm married now that's it my life is over yeah well maybe i 
it's, yeah, okay. it's not there the kids. The kids like are just, they're coming along. But basically, once you're married and you do not put in any effort anymore, I guess that's... But we also don't have an expression for MILF in Germany. No, no, no we call them MILFs, I guess. We no, just took over but that's that a whole new thing. It's just um, how we adopted it from America. Yeah, but there is nothing, it. like in reality, do you ever hear that? Guys saying that about... German women? Well, not the guys that I know, but that's maybe because I stay away from guys that do talk like that. <laughs> okay, that's so, a good one. <laughs> so, maybe. Oh my gosh. But not my friends. I okay. mean, yeah. Yeah, but do you really think there is guys like that? I mean, sometimes you would. Uh, you could ask actually your friends because they kind of sometimes. No. Yeah, they're the women. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't talk about this. Exactly. But I, I don't think that German no. guys would talk like that, would they? Not the ones I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. know, Aaron. You, you just, you know, you tell us. Do you talk that way or do you know anyone who talks that way? And so let, let us, us know. know. Do you also think French parents are the better parents? And Wow. That's something. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I don't actually know because um, comparing is always bad. Okay, um, I think in a way, and it's uh, and usually would have to look at the end result most of the time. And it's you know? different, and France is a really different country and a different culture to Germany. And I still would say we can learn from them. Of course, we can. Thank God for differences. Yes, and thank God we are not living in France. <laughs> Oh, we would have to talk French. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. So thank you for listening and yeah, have lot. a wonderful, awesome week. Yeah. Bye bye. Bonsoir. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> au revoir. <laughs>